This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Chewing. We're home. Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to the Blue Milk Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice, and a nice slice of Yogan fruit pie, and get ready, because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. and welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 92. I am your host Jeff and on this week's episode I am talking about my favorite Star Wars characters. Now if you go back into the archives of the Blue Mill Cafe, go all the way back to episode number two, you'll see that I did like a top five favorite character episode. Well I figured it's time to do an update on that because we have gotten so much more content since that episode came out, and we have gotten so many more characters now that my favorite characters have changed so many times since then that, hey, I need to do an updated version of my favorite character. So that's what this is. I am just going to start listing all my favorite characters and maybe talking a little bit about them. But before I do any of that, of course, I have my two segments here at the top of the show to go over. And those two segments are the Star Wars Fun Fact of the Week, which I did not do last week, and My Weekend Geek. And we know I always start out with... My Weekend Geek. Harry Knowles. Harry who? Hello. This man is the ultimate fanboy here, Eric. His website, Any Cool News, it's like every geek's homepage, man. My Weekend Geek this week was a little light. Really, the only thing that I really did this week was I watched the season finale of Loki, which I just watched that last night. And very good, very... I mean, yes, leaving it on a cliffhanger. Yes, very much so. And I am looking forward to season two to see where that goes. So, watched the season finale of Loki, really liked it, and the only other thing I really did is I'm going to consider this movie sort of a geeky movie, and as my wife and I were watching it, we both said to each other, are we sure Quentin Tarantino did not direct this film? We watched Gunpowder Milkshake last night on Netflix, and if you haven't seen it, watch it. It is a fun movie. It is a fun ride. 
and you'll swear it is Tarantino S to to say the least. And it is really good, really violent, but really good and I can't wait to watch it again. I need to watch it again. It is a it's just a fun movie and lots of action like I said, fun ride. I don't think you'll be disappointed, but if you are, hey, go on Twitter there and let me know that you didn't like it. It's I guess it isn't for everyone. If you're not a big Quentin Tarantino fan, then you might not like it, even though he didn't direct it. Like I said, it looks and feels like one of his movies. The only way you can tell it's not one of his movies, it's less than two hours long, because, you know, his movies tend to be 2.30 to 3 hours long, so... But this movie, really good. Go check it out. Gunpowder Milkshake, really recommend it. So there you go. That was My Week in Geek. Now it's time for... The Star Wars Fun Fact of the Week. It's a fact. The Star Wars Fun Fact this week is probably a fact that you've heard before. Um, I know I think I've heard it before, but... The word Ewok was never said in the entirety of Return of the Jedi. We never knew what they were. We just started calling them Ewoks, I believe, when the toys came out, if I'm not mistaken. And we started calling them Ewoks. So, as we're watching that movie, we're just like, who are these teddy bears? I believe. Now, yes, I was... I was 13, 14 years old when Return of the Jedi came out. And yes, that may be a little old not to like cute things. But like I've said in the past, I really never grew up. So I really dug the teddy bear, murder bears, whatever you wanted to call them back then. But yeah, I just found it fascinating when I first learned that fact that Ewok was never said in the movie. I just found that fascinating, like, oh my god, what what did we call that, these things? Because I always remember calling them Ewoks. I don't remember what I called them right after I saw the movie, like, what were those? And I don't remember what I called them at the time. So, but yeah, the word Ewok was never said in Return of the Jedi. And like I said, you probably have heard that fact before, but... I just thought it was a really interesting fact. And like I said, when I first heard about it, it blew me away. So that's your Star Wars fun fact of the week. Now I'm going to take a short break. And when I come back from that break, we'll talk about my favorite Star Wars characters. Good morning, Jeff. The usual? Nah, not this morning, Dex. I had a bad Ronto rap last night, and my stomach is killing me now. Sorry to hear that. We're not in two, you know. Does your stomach feel like you've eaten a bunch of death sticks? Trust Galactoseltzer to ease heartburn faster than a Neju. Wow. I feel great, Dex. Thanks. You want that calf to go? Yes, please. I'm ready to take on those rebels. Galactoseltzer. Always the one. No more, no less. Results not guaranteed. The kids have the high ground at Jedi High. This week on Jedi High, the kids get ready for a life day dance. 
if this IG zero zero unit has to put up another live day dance poster, it'll be my existence to end. Man, can you believe Mr. Windu kicked Fisto out of the class just for having his communicator on? That's such banthapoodoo. Has anyone seen Anakin? I need to talk to him. I just saw him leaving Mr. Mundy's Zen class. I think he was with Ahsoka. Hmm. Those two have always seemed almost too close to me. Are you going to ask him to the Life Day dance tonight? I'm expecting him to ask me. That sounds bossy. You're not a senator yet, you know. Well, I'm going home, and he's too late now. Look, Ahsoka, there's Padme. I've got to ask her to the dance. She looks upset, Anakin. You better get there quick. How? The halls are packed. I jump, you force push me. Great idea. Whoa, 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 whoa! <clears throat> no more force jumping through the halls where they'll be. Caution and learning must be your focus. Yes, Mr. Yoda. Mr. Yoda stopped Ahsoka halfway down the hall. Padme's almost gone. Will Anakin reach Padme before the dance? Will they connect across the stars? Tune in this Friday evening after a brand new episode of Droids, Death Stars, and Depa. A Felucia Films production. I am back, and let's start talking about my favorite Star Wars characters from the entire saga. But before we do that real quick, let me tell you that I have figured out how to get the Star Wars radio dramas back on the end of my episodes on the Anchor app on my phone. So after the outro to this episode, you'll hear the 10th episode of the New Hope radio drama, The Luke Skywalker Initiative. So that gives you something to look forward to after you listen to all of my incoherent babble about my favorite Star Wars characters. Now, the way I'm going to work this is I'm going to break them up into segments. I'm going to talk about the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, and the sequel trilogy and give you my favorite characters from each of those trilogies. So, we got to start out with the original trilogy and the OG character that made me fall in love with Star Wars in the first place. None other than Luke Skywalker himself. He was the one that I related to most as a 7, 8-year-old boy back in 77 when I first saw Star Wars on the big screen. Seeing Luke, right, the, the binary sunset scene is the scene that I started going, that's me. That's me. I'm always somewhere else. If I was in class, I was looking out the window, wishing I was somewhere else because I hated school. Hated every 12 years of school I hated. I always wanted to be somewhere else. But unlike Luke, I never made my dreams come true. Luke made his dreams come true. Me, I can guarantee you what I'm doing now for a living is not my dream. Not in the, you know, not in the slightest. It, I... This is not what I want to be doing for a living, but it's what I'm doing, and I 
right now at this point in my life, I just think it's too late for me to start doing anything else. My wife thinks different, but to me, this is it. I'm trapped. Uh, I'm doing what I'm doing. But anyway, enough about me. Let's get back to Luke. He was able to break away. He was able to make his dreams come true. So that I related to him in that way. Now, my next character, Han Solo, I related to him, but in a different way, in a kind of a confusing way, but let me explain. He was the cool guy. He was the charismatic guy. He was the brash and cocky guy, even though I don't like brash and cocky people. He was a little bit arrogant. I don't like arrogant people either. But he was the type of guy that I know I could never be. He was outgoing. He was, you know, he was all that. And I was none of those things. None of those things when I was growing up. None. I I was not outgoing. I could not just go up to someone and start talking to someone I didn't know. I could never do that. And, you know, I, I know that's why I never had dates in high school growing up. I know that's why I never had a girlfriend in high school growing up. Is because I couldn't be that guy that just walked up to someone and just started talking to them. I could never do that. I always was reserved. I kept to myself. Because in my mind, everything played out different. In my mind, like, you're going to go up to this person, they're going to laugh at you, and they're going to tell you how much of an idiot you are, and that's that. Now, I understand that was a hang-up I had when I was a kid, but you know what? I had that hang-up for, I would say, the first 20-some years of my life, maybe the first 30 years of my life. But you know what? It's Some of that stuff is still with me now, like the shyness. I'm still kind of shy, but you know what? I'm slowly slowly starting to get over that because I never thought I would have a podcast. I never thought I would put out a podcast because, one, I hate the sound of my voice. So I never thought I'd be doing this, but I'm doing it. And maybe that's one thing I could say. You know what? I am like Han Solo in that I was able to overcome something and I did something and I put it out there and now I'm doing it and enjoying it. So... Han Solo will always be one of my favorite characters because he was, in in short, after all that incoherent babble, in short, he was the character that I've always wanted to be but could never be. And now I think I'm starting to be a little bit like him in certain ways. But you know know what, let's be honest, I'm never going to pull off the coolness side of Han Solo. So, you know... We'll just leave, hey, I'm starting to, you know, be able to put stuff out there without worrying about what people think. Now, let's move on to Princess Leia. Now, Princess Leia, as a seven, eight-year-old kid, Princess Leia was my first, uh, my first movie crush. Let's put it that way. She wasn't my first celebrity crush because a celebrity crush entails that you have to know the actor or actress that is playing that role. To me, when I first saw her as an eight-year-old kid, she's Princess Leia. She's not Carrie Fisher. I didn't even know who Carrie Fisher was. 
I didn't know until about Empire or Jedi that, hey, these are actors playing these characters. When I saw Luke Skywalker when I was eight years old, that was Luke Skywalker. That was not Mark Hamill. That's Han Solo. That's not Harrison Ford. I didn't get that concept until a little bit later, like I said, in Empire. So Princess Leia was my first movie crush, and that's why she's on my list. Also, I loved her character. As I got older, I saw that, you know what, she wasn't the damsel in distress. She took matters into her own hands, and that was evident in A New Hope. So that's why Princess Leia is one of my favorite characters. Chewbacca. What can I say about Chewbacca? He is everyone's favorite giant teddy bear. He is just like the Tony Stark line in Iron Man 2 when Tony saw Natasha, Black Widow, for the first time and the way she took down Happy, and he said, I want one. That's the way I felt about Chewbacca. I was like, I want one. I wanted Chewbacca to follow me around school. He could tear arms out of the sockets of my bullies and all the people that are laughing at me. Just tear those arms right out there, Chewie. I wanted one. I wanted Chewie to follow me around. Just like... I wanted R2. I wanted an R2 to follow me around with Chewie. Because R2 would have been the first warning kind of guy. You know, he could have shocked my my adversaries in their, in their bottoms. You know, give them a little taser stick. And then if, you know, they would continue to bother me, that's when more drastic measures would have to come into play. And I would have Chewbacca rip their arms out of their sockets. Now, of course, I'm joking about all of that. That is not why R2 and Chewbacca are two of my favorite characters. Chewbacca, love Chewbacca. I mean, he is the ultimate best friend. And R2, R2, if it wasn't for R2, none of our heroes would have succeeded in doing anything because R2 was always there to save their bacon. To be honest, so... It's been said before, you know, that R2 is the real hero of Star Wars, and I believe that. And I fell in love with R2, and yes, I really did want a Chewbacca and an R2 for the reasons I said, but, you know, that was an eight-year-old boy's way of thinking. But, you know, as I say them out loud as an adult, I'm joking, trying to make you guys laugh, which I don't even know if I make you guys laugh or not. But anyway... Yeah, and you can't have an R2 without a C-3PO. Now, they go together. They're, they're kind of a package deal for me. I know some people don't like C-3PO. They don't like... They think he's annoying. But to me, C-3PO and R2 are a package deal. I compare C-3PO and R2-D2 to... Nowadays, I compare them to Wayne and Garth. Bill and Ted, Jay and Silent Bob, Cheech and Chong, uh, Abbott and Costello. They are, that. that's what they are to the Star Wars world. And if they have to be together, in my opinion. But C-3PO makes my favorites list because of R2-D2, if that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. Now, still in the original trilogy, Yoda. Love Yoda. When I first saw him, 
tell you the truth, did not know he was a Muppet. Really did not know he was a puppet. I should say puppet, because everyone, when I say Muppet, people kind of tend to get upset with me. He's not technically a Muppet. Okay, I know, I know, he's a puppet. But I did not know he was a puppet. I really thought they had some little thing dressed up as a little gremlin Yoda. I know that sounds stupid, but that's what was going through a 10, 11-year-old boy's head when I first saw Yoda. I know it sounds, like I said, I know it sounds stupid now, but that's what I actually thought. And, but, yeah, that Yoda really loved him. I know Yoda was one of my, one of my younger sister's favorite characters. She always thought he was cute. I never really thought he was cute. I just, you know, liked the design of Yoda. But you have Yoda. Let me think here. Who else was in the original trilogy that I liked? Oh my goodness. How can I forget? I haven't mentioned any villains yet. How can I forget? My first experience with a movie villain. At least that I can remember. Darth Vader. Did not know... Or I I have I had seen James Bond movies before Star Wars, and I've seen villains before in those movies, but I didn't remember them as much as I remember Darth Vader. When I think of my first movie villain, I think of Darth Vader because that's the first one I can remember. I can't remember Doctor No or Goldfinger when I first saw those movies on TV. Vader, I saw on a big screen, so he, that's probably why I remember him the most as my first movie villain. So that's why Darth Vader will always be on my list of favorite characters. And of course, of course, James Earl Jones doing the voice just made him, his character, even better. Now, I'm trying to think of other characters from the original trilogy and Lando. Lando Calrissian. I love, love Lando. Billy D. Williams did such a great job as Lando. Love Lando. Loved everything about him. And, of course, like Han Solo, he was the kind of guy I always wanted to be, but could never be. And, um, another character, Boba Fett. Now, no Boba Fett just when I first saw Empire he just made that quick appearance and that was it but in that quick appearance I really loved the look of Boba I thought he was cool I really wanted a helmet like that when I was 10 11 years old I wanted a helmet like that but yeah I I did I dug Boba Fett and then in Return the Jedi the way he went out as a 13, 14 year old kid, seeing him go out like that, I was disappointed. That was the first time I think I was disappointed when I was watching the Star Wars movie. It was like, really? That's the way he went out? But of course, that, of course that's a joke nowadays, right? The way he went out, he went out like a chump. But thank, thank goodness the Mandalorian sprung him back into action and he is a badass again so love Boba Fett 
And honestly, I think that probably is it. No, there's one more. Almost forgot. I know a lot of people hate them, especially people that were my age when they first saw Return of the Jedi. Wicked. I love Wicked. I loved Wicked and I loved the Ewoks. Now, I know we didn't know what they were called when we first saw the movie. I have that in my fun fact this week. But you know what? I loved Wicked. I loved the Ewoks. I, I, I don't know. I guess the, the norm was when you're that age, when you're 13, 14 years old, you're not supposed to like cute things anymore. Well, you know what? I still like cute things. Now, I like cute things. That I've always liked cute things. So, I never accepted that as an excuse for hating them. And I've never accepted the excuse of how could they take out the entire empire with sticks and stuff like that. Because they were the natives of that planet. They knew how to do that stuff. I don't know what else to tell you, but it was believable to me. I know it wasn't believable to a lot of people, but to me it was, and that's why I really enjoyed the Ewoks, and especially Wicket since he was the main Ewok. So that was my favorite of the original trilogy, and let's move on to the prequel trilogy, and I'm also going to throw the Clone Wars series in with the prequel trilogy, because there are some characters from the Clone Wars that I really dug too that were not in the movies. Let's start off with the big the big one, in my opinion, from the prequel trilogies. And that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, you notice I did not mention Obi-Wan in the original trilogy. The reason I didn't mention him is because when I think of Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think of Ewan McGregor and James Arnold Taylor. I do not think of Sir Alec Guinness. I'm sorry, Sir Alec. Rest in peace but I do not think of him as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think of Ewan McGregor and James Arnold Taylor because those are the two actors that really made me fall in love with Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that's why Obi-Wan Kenobi is among my favorite characters, but especially from the prequel era, that's why I love Obi-Wan Kenobi so much. And of course, we're talking Obi-Wan. I gotta talk Anakin Skywalker. Now, I know I already mentioned this character in the original trilogy, Darth Vader. They are the same person. But Anakin as Anakin, not as Darth Vader. And I think my favorite version of Anakin is 9, 10-year-old Anakin. I really do. Seeing him that innocent and that young... And what happened to him makes his fall even more tragic, in my opinion. That's why I think they needed to start with Anakin at that tender age of 9, 10 years old to make it even more of an emotional impact on his fall when you eventually see that in Episode 3. But that's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I really enjoyed young Anakin at that tender young age of 9, 10 years old. Plus, Episode 1 is my favorite of the prequels because of my next favorite character from the prequels, Jar Jar Binks. 
Now, go ahead, go on Twitter right now and let me have it. I've heard it all before, but nowadays people are starting to come around to Jar Jar, and I really like that. I get emotional when I see that now. Like when I watched the live stream of Celebration, and I saw the reception Ahmad Best got at that celebration. I got teary-eyed laying here on my couch watching the live stream. I really enjoyed that. He is finally getting the love and respect that he deserves for portraying that character that I love so much. And yes, I'm going, I loved him from the jump. From day one when I was sitting in the theater at 30 years old watching episode one, I loved Jar Jar Binks. He made me laugh. He, he made me enjoy the movie. That's why episode one's my favorite. Why? Because that's the one he's in the most. It's the Jar Jar heavy prequel and I really hated the fact that George I really do believe gave in to all the fan pressure that he got the feedback he got and that's why he was cut out from episode two and episode three and that really upset me if anything my criticism of the prequels not enough Jar Jar in episodes two and three there you go there's my criticism of the prequels people say I don't bash the prequels or the sequels well there you go there's my little bash on the prequels. Not enough Jar Jar in 2 and 3. So, Jar Jar Binks, love him. And if I was able to afford to go to a celebration, the one I would have picked would have been the one where Ahmad Best came back. Because I would love to have had the chance to meet him, get a picture with him, shake his hand, tell him that a 30-year-old man enjoyed his character. He wasn't just put there for kids. A 30-year-old man enjoyed his character. I really would have loved to say that to him so he knew that not every original trilogy fan hated him. And I didn't know of the hate of that character, like I've said in the past, until I got much older because back in 99, I didn't own a computer. At age 30, I didn't own a computer. I was out on my own. I couldn't afford one. Didn't have one. Cell phones were not what they are today. So I wasn't able to see all the hate and vile he was getting. And I was surprised when I learned about all that. So Jar Jar will always be one of my favorite characters. And I'll never be afraid or ashamed to admit that I love Jar Jar Binks. So... Jar Jar Binks will always be on my list of favorite characters. Let's move on to Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn is one of my favorite characters because he is the character that I think has spurred the most conversation of Star Wars fans for a couple of reasons. One, he was only in one movie. Two, he gives the ultimate what-if conversation for us Star Wars fans we've all asked ourselves what if Qui-Gon survived against Darth Maul would Anakin have turned to the dark side in my opinion no he wouldn't have he would not have turned because Qui-Gon in my opinion Qui-Gon was the hippie Jedi that's what I like to refer to him as he was the laid back Jedi the Jedi that was like I'll take things as they come and he saw both sides, kind of, of the Jedi Order. He never wanted to be part of the Council. 
I don't think Anakin would have became part of the council if Qui-Gon would have survived. I think Qui-Gon would have talked him out of it, say, hey, you don't want to do that. They they put this in your head, that in your blah, blah, blah. But, you know, follow this and you'll 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 do fine. I think Anakin would have remained a Jedi if Qui-Gon would have survived. That's another reason I love Qui-Gon so much. Like I said, he's the one that spurred that what-if conversation between us Star Wars fans. I guarantee you can probably go to a lot of Star Wars podcasts that are out there, and they are a ton of Star Wars podcasts. I am surprised I even have listeners to this podcast because there is so much... There are so many better Star Wars podcasts out there than mine. But anyway, you can go listen to any Star Wars podcast, and I guarantee they've had this conversation between you know their co-hosts. So, I I just think he Anakin wouldn't have turned, and that Anakin would have remained a Jedi. So, that's I love Qui Gon. I wish he would have survived. I would have loved to have seen that kind of story of Anakin being good and having a new big bad, whoever that may have been, for the Skywalker saga. If there, I still think there could have been a Skywalker saga too, but that's another discussion for another podcast and another episode if I decide to do that. Now let's move on to Padme. Padme Amidala. Loved her, loved Natalie Portman's portrayal as Padme. My favorite Padme is most likely episode one because I've said it, that's my favorite of the prequels because it's Jar Jar heavy and it's the most upbeat and the most light and probably has the the happy ending, the quote happy ending. I think it's a happy ending and then certain point of view, it's not a happy ending, but it that that's why it's my favorite of the prequels, but I believe the best acting that Padme did in the prequels is in episode 2, where she has the scene with Anakin in the garage slash workshop there on Tatooine, and that whole scene, I know she most of her acting in that scene is reactional and that kind of acting can be outstanding as well and I think her reactional acting in that scene was excellent but Hayden Christensen's acting in that scene is phenomenal if anyone the people that diss Hayden Christensen for his acting in the prequels I don't think I don't think see the brilliance of that the acting performance in that scene. That is brilliant acting. He's acting the way Anakin is supposed to act in those prequels, if that makes any kind of sense at all. Um, but that that scene gets me every time. I tear up every time I see that scene where he's explaining to Padme that he killed them all and this and that and Hayden's acting as well when Shmi dies in his arms that's another emotional scene that I always get emotional about and even though 
she's a side character in the prequels, a major side side character. Shmi Skywalker is one of my favorite characters from the prequels as well. Very underrated character. She is the mother of Star Wars. If you look at it in a certain point of view, she's the one that gave birth to Anakin. If she never gives birth to Anakin, we don't have a saga. So, I admire and like Shmi for that. I, and also I liked her because I thought she was a very kind and caring character. She would have done anything for her son. I think if she was around, if she didn't die as well, like we talked about Qui-Gon, if Shmi wouldn't have died, I don't think Anakin would have turned either. So there you go. Shmi is another one of my favorite characters from the prequels. And... I believe Palpatine. I gotta, I gotta mention a couple of villains here in the prequels just to keep it, you know, a little balanced. Yes, I'm more of a light side person than a dark side person, but hey, Palpatine because of Ian McDermott, loved Palpatine, and Count Dooku because of Christopher Lee, love Christopher Lee, rest in peace. Portrayed Dooku awesomely, great job, Christopher Lee as Dooku, love Dooku. And I'll even go ahead and throw uh, Grievous in the mix as a favorite villain because of his portrayal in the Clone War series. And speaking about Clone War series, Ahsoka, Ahsoka, love Ahsoka, one of my all-time favorite characters. I If I went through this entire episode and I failed to mention Ahsoka, I would have hated myself for it. So yes, I loved Ahsoka. Rex, loved Rex. I love all the clones from the Clone Wars, like um, Fives and clones like that. So those are really quick, some of my favorite characters from the non, from the non-movies from the prequel era. Prequel era. Um, and from the Clone War series. So let's jump real quick here into the sequels because this is starting to get a little long here. Longer than you, my usual episodes when I'm by myself. Um, the sequels, Ray, Ray's at the top. Love Ray, love Daisy Ridley's portrayal as Ray. She was almost like a Luke character for me. I related to her and her similarities to Luke. Poe, love Poe, love Oscar Isaac as an actor. And again, I related to Poe in the ways that I related to Han Solo as a character. Finn, I just I just love Finn for being Finn. John Boyega, great job as Finn. Knowing a character realizing right and wrong from the very first jump during his first battle and deciding to do something about it. That's why I love Finn so much. Kylo Ren, are you kidding me? Adam Driver, great performance as Kylo Ren. My favorite baddie from the sequels, Kylo Ren. But I also enjoyed General Hux. I love the the comedic banter between 
Hux and Poe at the beginning of The Last Jedi. I know a lot of people didn't like that, but I laughed at it. I laugh at it every time. Loved it. And I know some people say uh, Hux was annoying. I didn't find Hux annoying. I kind of liked that he was the spy and turned on him in The Rise of Skywalker. I wish he would have survived. I wish he was able to get off the ship with them on the Falcon somehow and gotten away, but he didn't. Uh, I loved Rose. I know a lot of people didn't like Rose. Love Rose. Love Marie Tran's portrayal as Rose. I loved the whole sequence of her and Finn on Canto Bite. I know a lot of people didn't like that scene. I was one of my favorite scenes of The Last Jedi. So that I I love her yeah for that um Turbis if anybody doesn't know who Turbis is uh I don't know where you've been but Turbis is the name of the porg that was on the Millennium Falcon in the Last Jedi go listen to Tatooine Sons and you'll find out who Turbis is you'll find out how Turbis got his name but Turbis is one of my favorite characters because I love the Porgs. And, I mean, there's just... I know I'm going to be missing some people, but those are my favorite characters. Some, some of my favorite characters from the sequel trilogy. I know I'm getting really incoherent here towards the end, but I'm trying to hurry this along because, like I said, this is getting to be a long episode and... Believe it or not, this is like my fourth or fifth take at doing this entire episode because my audio got messed up at one point when I was recording earlier this morning and now this is like my fifth time doing the entire episode again. So anyway, those are my favorite characters from the sequel trilogy. So let me know some of your favorite characters. Hit me up on Twitter at that BMC pod. Or at W, not W, at SWFish77 on Twitter. Either one of those handles, hit me up and let me know some of your favorite characters. Blue Milk Cafe is no longer on Facebook. I know it's still in my outro as follow the Blue Milk Facebook group. Well, that no longer exists. There was only a total of maybe 10 or 11 members for the longest time and I just decided there's not enough interaction on that group so I just canned it and just did away with it so Twitter is the only place where you can get a hold of the Blue Milk Cafe or at the email address thatbmcpod at gmail.com you could email me there they're the two places that you can get a hold of the Blue Milk Cafe and Again, as a reminder real quick here, at the end of this episode, after the outro, will be episode 10 of the New Hope radio drama, the Luke Skywalker Initiative. And as always, until next time. I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal.
you for stopping by the cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Twitter at that BMC Pod. You can follow the Facebook group, the BMC Pod. You can also email the Blue Milk Cafe, that bmcpod at gmail.com. And remember, Blue Milk, it does a body good. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Star Wars, based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Episode 10, The Luke Skywalker Initiative. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution, when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. In the rebellion's most desperate crisis, plans vital to the defeat of the empire were hidden in the memory banks of the astro droid R2-D2. R2 and his interpreter counterpart C-3PO have come into the hands of young farmer Luke Skywalker and the veteran Jedi Knight Ben Kenobi. Resolving to deliver R2 and 3PO to the planet Alderaan, Luke and Ben have hired a pair of daring smugglers, Han Solo and his co-pilot Chewbacca, along with their starship, the Millennium Falcon. But forces of the Empire have reached Alderaan's solar system first, with their ultimate weapon, a huge space-going fortress called the Death Star, with which they have destroyed the entire planet. The Millennium Falcon arriving on the scene only to find Alderaan obliterated is now being helplessly drawn into the Death Star by a tractor beam. Listen up. Captain Solo is jettisoning the escape pods. But what if they leave us behind? Oh, I simply hate space travel. 
<laughs> Why is it that every time we're on board a vessel, somebody seems determined to demolish us? or two! We're never here, Master Luke! Oh, oh, have we reached the planet Alderaan? There is no Alderaan, 3PO. I beg your pardon, sir, but I feel it's my duty to point out that you are in error. Why, it's gone! Somebody's blown it to bits now. Will you shut up and come on? Yes, sir. And make it fast or we're all dead. Oh, dear! Chewbacca and Captain Solo will be here in a moment. We're going to take refuge under these deck plates. Deck plates? The Millennium Falcon is a smuggling ship, Luke. Since we cannot avoid being drawn into the battle station, our only chance is to hide in the ship's concealed compartments. Yes, sure. Chewbacca, how much time do we have? Well, then we'd best move quickly. Well, how do we get under the deck plates? You will see. Chewbacca, open them, please. <laughs> Hidden is right. I'd never seen them. And lend a hand here, Luke. Okay. 3PO, help Chewbacca lower R2 down there. Very well, sir. Whole space looks pretty cramped, then. Are you sure there's room enough in there for all of us? There will have to be. We're solo. Making final preparations. Ah, here he is. That's it, we're ready. We got four TIE fighters closing on us. How close are we to the battle station? At the rate they're hauling us toward that oversized ball bearing, they'll have us aboard it in no time. Well, you might as well leave the Falcon's main hatch unlocked or they'll simply blast their way in. Yeah, it's done. Good. Did you make an entry in the ship's log? Yeah, yeah, and I shot off a few escape pods, too. You think you're the only one who's ever conned Imperials? Right. Now, if you don't mind, we're gonna have to continue this conversation in my private office. So hop in. Indeed. I know how busy your schedule is, Captain. Get in, Chewie, and hang on to your bowcaster. And you, droid, what's your name? Yeah, uh, I am C3. Just you, move it. Oh, uh, move well, it. Well, last, kid. Hope you remember yeah, to stretch your legs a bit. <laughs> we could be down there for a while. Well, as a matter of fact. Oh, forget it. Just hop in. Move over, Chewie. Just pull that deck plate into place for you. Foot. It'll seal and lock automatically. Quit your griping, Chewie. And get your toe out of my ear. Will you stop bumping me up? What's your estimate of our progress, Captain Solo? Well, they're probably clearing us through their outer defense zones right about now. It looked like they had landing bays around the equator of that station. I guess they'll dock us there. What was all that about the escape pods in the ship's log? I doctored the log to make it look like we abandoned ship in those pods right after liftoff and sent the Falcon along on automatic as a decoy. You think they'll believe it? I don't know. At first, maybe. These compartments are shielded and hidden pretty well. Will you just give me a... Okay. Here we go. Go! That's it. We've been set down in a landing bay. You guys keep your lightsabers handy. Right. If they find us now, there'll be nothing to do but stand tall. There, you see, I'll do nothing good ever gave us space travel. Oh, It'll take a few moments for the pumps to replace the atmosphere in the docking bay, and then... Shh. Well, they got the ramp down. Go! Quiet now! That's the main hatch. Stormtroopers! Stormtroopers! We do! Shut up, you Shh! One... Keep still. You're spoiling my count. I think there were four. Shh. Let's see. Uh, I can't tell how many. Six stormtroopers came on board and six have left. You got good ears, old timer. They bought it. Yes, but we still have... Ben? What's the matter? Are you all right? Yes, Luke. I recognize the presence just outside the ship. He's gone now. But his being here explains a great deal. Who was it? Oh, never mind that now. We still got plenty of problems. Let's get out of here. Right. Oh, boy. It's lucky you had these compartments, huh? <laughs> what did I tell you about luck, kid? Never thought I'd be smuggling myself in. Okay. 
Now what? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Even if I could take off again, I'd never get past that tractor beam. Leave that to me, old fool. I knew you were gonna say that. Who's the more foolish, Captain Solo? The fool or the fool who follows him? It's okay, Chewie. I assume they'll be sending a scanning crew on board for a more thorough search and withdrew the stormtrooper so as not to confuse their instruments. I'll take a look. Yeah, you called it. There's a two-man crew at the bottom of the ramp with an equipment case. Hmm, then we'll have to... Relax. This is our department. Get set, partner. The rest of you get back out of sight. Out to the sea of feet. Joey, Easy, easy, easy. Set it down here. Watch your foot. Evening, boys. Huh? Hey, what's that? Sleep tight. Nice work, Chewie. Han, stay where you are. There are two stormtroopers guarding the ramp. Hey, you guys down there. Could you give us a hand for a minute? Our reciprocators stuck in the optical refraction. What's the problem? Hey, look out! Okay, come on. Nice work, Han. Didn't I tell you? It's better to count on a blaster than hokey religions and lightsabers. What now? In order to escape, we'll have to eliminate the tractor beam. Yeah, there's gotta be a control office here in the docking bay. We're gonna have to get at it somehow. The stormtrooper's armor. You won't be recognized in it. What? Right. You march the rest of us ahead of you. We'll take them by surprise. Hey, now, wait! That wasn't in the deal. There's no telling when someone will come looking for these men, Captain Solo. We have no option. Oh, for... All right. Help me get his armor off, Chewie. Luke, you'll have to wear the other man's armor. Okay. It will be a bit large, but it will do. Right, Ben. Now, you stay behind. And if the command officer tries to contact his men by helmet comlink, step out from the end of the ramp and point to your transmitter to indicate that it's out of order. Okay. Oh, where's the transmitter? There. Mm. Oh, right. Huh. Well, how do I look? <laughs> I hope yours took a bath once in a while, kid. This guy's armor smells like he lived in it. <laughs> Let's go. I don't see the sentries out there. Maybe the scanning crew found something aboard the captured ship, sir. TX-421, why aren't you at your post? TX-421, do you copy? Okay, there he is. He's pointing to his transmitter. Looks like we got another bad comlink. Take over here. Yes, sir. I'll go and see what I can do. Now let me get this stupid helmet off. You see any more of them, old man? I think there are only these two. Luke, 3PO, R2, come in there quickly. You know, Han, between that Wookiee's howling and you're blasting everything inside, it's a wonder the whole station doesn't know we're here. Well, bring him on. I prefer a straight fight to all this sneaking around. R2 says he's found an outlet to the main computer, sir. What? Excellent. Now have R2 plug into the outlet. Yes, sir. His information retrieval capacity should enable him to interpret the entire Imperial computer network. Great. R2 says he's found the main control to the tractor beam that's holding the Millennium Falcon here. Can he make the precise location appear on the monitor? That's it, they're on the screen. R2 says the tractor beam is coupled to the main reactor in seven locations. A power loss at any one of the terminals would deactivate the beam and allow us to leave. Mm. I don't think anyone else can help me with this task. I must go alone. What? Whatever you say, old man, I've done more than I bargained for on this trip already. Ben, I want to go with you. Be patient, Luke. 
Stay here and watch over the droids. But how did Chewbacca can... R2 and 3PO must be delivered safely or other star systems will suffer the same fate as Alderaan. Now, your destiny lies along a different path from mine. The Force will be with you, Luke. Always. Ben! <laughs> you said it, Chewie. And where'd you dig up that old fossil? Ben dude? is a great man. Uh, yeah, What's great at getting us into trouble. Well, I didn't hear you coming up with any I'll ideas. Anything would be better than just hanging around here waiting for a storm for Who do you think got us this far, Bubble? What is that, 3 What's R2 so excited I'm not quite sure, sir. He was searching the computer network, and now he keeps saying, I found her, and keeps repeating, she's here. Who? Who has he found? Princess Leia. Princess? She's here? Princess? Where? Where is she? What, what are you... What princess? What's going on? R2 says she's on level 5, detention block AA-23. He's mapped the location there on the screen. I'm afraid she's scheduled to be terminated. What? Terminated? Oh, no, we gotta do something. What are you talking about? The Princess Leia of Alderaan. The droids belong to her. She's the one that... Oh, never mind. We gotta help her. Hey, now look, let's not get any funny ideas. The old man wants us to wait right here. But he didn't know she was here. We gotta figure out a way to get into the detention block. Well, I'm not going anywhere. But they're gonna execute her. Look, a few minutes ago you said you didn't want to just wait around to be captured. You wanted to do something. Well, uh, marching into the detention level is not what I had in mind. But they're gonna kill her! Uh, better her than me. Oh, Han, we can't let him do it. If you only knew her, she's beautiful. <laughs> so is life, kid. She's rich. Rich? Rich, powerful. Uh, wait a second now. She was rich on Alderaan, but Alderaan ain't there anymore, remember? Who'd pay? Well, the Rebel Alliance, that's who. And the Imperial Senate. She's the sole surviving heir to the off-world holdings of the Royal House of Alderaan. If you rescue her, the reward would probably be... What? Well, more wealth than you can imagine. Oh, don't bet on it. I can imagine quite a bit. You'll get it. I'd better. What about the droids? Hmm. Well, they'll be all right here. Look, we gotta save the princess. She's much more important right now. What's your plan? Um, 3PO? Master Luke? Hand me that pair of wrist binders over there, will you? Yes, sir. Thanks. What are you gonna do with a pair of cuffs? Okay, I'm gonna put these wrist binders on Chewbacca and... Okay, uh, Han, you, uh, you put them on. <laughs> Don't worry, Chewie. <laughs> I think I know what he's got in mind. Get your helmet, kid. Now, 3PO, use that handheld comm link to keep in touch with us. Let's go. Uh, Master Luke, sir. Yeah? Uh, pardon me for asking, but what should Arto and I do if we're discovered here? Mm. Lock the door. Yeah. And hope they don't have blasters. That isn't very reassuring.
Where do you think you're taking this thing? Um, it's a prisoner transfer from detention block 1138. Well, nobody notified me, and I'm the duty officer here. I'll have to clear it. This is block double uh, A23, duty officer speaking. Put me through to the detention level commander. They're not going for it. Sir, we have an irregularity here. There's apparently been a foul up in the prisoner transfer. That's right, sir. What are we gonna do? Yes, I'll hold. There are only three guards in the duty officer. Chewie, you grab my blaster and make it look like you're making a break, okay? Go! Oh, look out! He's got my blaster! Officers. Detention level double A to three. What's now we better happening? find out which cell that princess of yours is in. Ah, uh, here we go. Uh, cell number 2187. You go get it, kid. I'll Report try to keep the lid on things here. I'll be right back. I hope. Let's have a little peace and quiet. Detention level. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> uh, this is detention level double A two three. Everything's under control down here. Uh, situation is. Normal. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, well, we had a, a, a slight uh, weapons malfunction, but you know everything's perfectly all right now. It's 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 we're fine. We're all fine here. Thank you. Fine. Um, how are you? We're sending a squad to your location. Oh, oh, negative, negative. We we had a a, a a reactor leak here. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. It's large leak, very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating um, number? Uh, 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 good idea. <laughs> Boring conversation, anyway. Let's hope the kid moves fast, Chewie. We're gonna have company. Short for a stormtrooper? Huh? Oh, the uniform. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. You're. You're what? Here to rescue you. I've got your R2 unit. I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi? Where is he? No time to explain. Come on! Luke, get back! The stormtroopers blew the door. We couldn't hold it. We can't get out that way. Looks like we just lost our only escape route. Maybe you prefer to stay here in your cell, your highness. I'll try and contact 3PO on the comlink. 3PO? See, 3PO, do you copy? Yes, Master Luke. We've been cut off in the detention block. Is there any other way out of the cell bay? I'll just ask What was that? I didn't copy. Artu says all systems have been alerted to your presence. The entrance to the detention block seems to be the only way in or out. All other information on your level is restricted. There's a stormtrooper's pounding on the door. 3PO! 3PO! He says there's no other way out of here! This is some rescue! You came in here, didn't you have a plan for getting out? He's the brains in the operation, sweetheart! Well, you know... Luke, give me your blaster! Here! What are you blasting the wall for? Somebody has to save 
Get in that garbage, shoot you big furry oak! Move, I said, I don't care what you smell! Oh, you won't! Wonderful girl you dragged this after, kid. You know, I'm gonna kill her, I'm beginning to like her. Get going. Here goes. Whoa! Look out! idea, your highness. <coughs> oh my, what an incredible smell you've discovered. Oh. Oh, where's my blaster? I'm getting out of here. Chewie, get away from that door. No, don't do that. On, wait. Oh. Will you forget it? The room's magnetically sealed. Put that thing away before you get us all killed. Oh, absolutely, your oh. worship. Look, I had everything oh. under control until you let us down here. You know, it's not going to take them long to figure out what happened to Oh, it could be worse. <coughs> it's worse. There's something alive in here. Can you see anything? There's not much light. It's your imagination. Uh, There's... Uh, whoa! Something just brushed past my leg. Oh, light. no! Look <coughs> oh, there! Did you see that? It looked like a tentacle or something. Oh! A tentacle? What? Where? Where? Oh, something grabbed hold of my boat! Hello! Chewbacca can find no escape. Elsewhere on the Death Star, 3PO and R2 are about to fall into the hands of Imperial stormtroopers, and Ben Kenobi continues his lone mission. And if they fail, if they die, the galaxy will come permanently under the yoke of the Empire. <laughs> Star Wars, Episode 10 by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, 
Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Bernard Behrens as Ben Kenobi, Perry King as Han Solo, and Anne Sachs as Leia. The series was directed by John Madden, with sound mixing and post-production by Tom Vigley. Music by John Williams. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Story editor for the series was Lindsay Smith. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. Executive producer was Richard Toskin. Executive producer for Lucasfilm was Carol Teitelman. Star Wars was presented by National Public Radio in association with KUSC-FM Los Angeles with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited.